Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. We spoke last week about shadow work and it was by no means a in-depth analysis of what shadow work is or the benefits but we spoke a little bit about why it was important and to not avoid the shadow aspects of ourselves and how our ego tends to preserve our idea of ourselves that we hold as an ideal and this ideal is formed from many different sources throughout our entire life. We learn from our religion and our family and our upbringing and our society around us and the news and where we go to school and all of this stuff influences what we deem to be the ideal what that person looks like that person of moral virtue like what would the best person we know do and then we strive to be as close to that as possible and this tends to put us in a constant cycle of feeling shame about who we are and why we are the way we are we feel not good enough compared to other people we're not doing enough we're not working enough we're not moral enough we're not virtuous enough all these ways in which we compare ourselves with those around us we look externally for what is that ideal instead of looking internally at who we want to become and the kinds of people that we want to develop into and instead we're taught backwards where we're supposed to look at outwards at all these people that are famous or winning athletic trophies or have had historical influence and there's all these metrics of which we deem a great person and ways of quantifying ourselves so that we feel like we're never enough because there's always someone doing better at something than you and that's just life there are always going to be strengths and weaknesses but we are led to believe that if we have any flaws if there is anything wrong with us or if we make any mistake then we're not good we're not meeting that ideal which leads us to two options basically which is one is to block out all of our shortcomings so that we become blind to them and we only see the areas which we're strong and we don't even attempt things in which we are weak we avoid the things that highlight our weaknesses or maybe provide evidence that we're not as good as we deem ourselves to be or the other option is that you hyper focus on everything that's wrong with you and you begin to just try and problem solve your entire life as if everything is wrong with you you're not good enough at everything so you end up becoming a perfectionist and trying to achieve everything in life and trying to be the best at everything because you can't tolerate a flaw and neither of these are healthy options neither of these are going to provide a healthy balanced lifestyle what it is going to do is either leave you vulnerable to blindness and becoming cognitively dissonant and basically holding two versions of reality in your hands one where you know deep down that there are all these flaws and things under the surface but we try so hard not to see them that we end up having this constant anxiety or we get an incredible depression because we are so bogged down in trying to fix ourselves that we feel like it's an impossible task and we know that we are never going to meet our own standard we're never going to meet that ideal so we're almost setting ourselves up for failure and we feel so exhausted at the fact that we have been trying to fix ourselves and we don't know how and really that's the problem is that we're trying to fix ourselves we're trying to 
make something of ourselves that is either impossible or unhealthy. And what we should be doing is accepting ourselves, accepting our humanness and allowing ourselves to be, to play, to explore, to make mistakes, to say the wrong thing, to do the wrong thing, to get things right, to get things wrong, to go through life as it's meant to be experienced. And it's not meant to be experienced as this constant peak of highs or a series of radical lows. It's meant to be a wave where, you know, you're experiencing life in its full spectrum and there is varying degrees as soon as you try to block out one part and you say oh i'm going to block out all negativity and any bad thing i'm going to block it out or try to avoid it well then you're setting yourself up for failure because those negative things those bad experiences the the things that happen to you that don't feel good or are traumatic those are the things that are going to make you appreciate where things are all okay we've all had it where we get the flu and we become ill and for a week, you know, we wonder how we possibly took our health for granted because we feel so terrible now. You can't get out of bed, you can't breathe right, you're all fluey, you feel sick, you're having fevers and you feel like, oh my god, that this is like terrible and I wish I could go back to being how I felt before I was ill. And yet when you are like that 90% of the time, you don't appreciate it. You don't see that you are in good health and that you have this amazing capacity to circulate blood through your system, to inhale oxygen and expel carbon dioxide, to take in light with your eyes and to understand it as imagery. All of this stuff that we take for granted on a daily basis and that we don't see ourselves as a perfect system. All we do is criticize ourselves and see the flaws, see where we're not as muscly or skinny or tall or handsome or whatever it is so we condemn ourselves as not good or at least not as good as other people but all of this is learned all of this external comparison is learned we learned that we weren't enough when we were rejected by others or people were commenting or criticizing us when we saw that other people were better than us in a certain area and we were told that that's not as good as that that is when we started to inherit this belief that we needed to be better we needed to be different you start off as you and then you learn how to not be you anymore and you pick up all these things like what it is to be a good boy or a good girl what it is to behave yourself what it is to act right what it is to act bad what a naughty person does what someone who is horrible does, what a criminal does, what an angel does. All of these things are given to us and fed to us as people we should be becoming. We're not told to look inward and see how we can make the best out of ourselves, to be the best version of ourselves, to grow and to introspect and to see who we want to be, to discover every part of ourselves, to discover our strengths, to discover our weaknesses, to toy around with life and see which areas connect to ourselves. We're taught that there's these group of people that are very good, these people earn lots of money, or these people are very knowledgeable about science and history and English and all these different types of stuff. Those are the good people. That's who you should try to be like. You should be like these people. And they show you all these people that have done amazing things and they have done amazing things. That's not to discredit those people. But we're teaching people to be like other people instead of saying, hey, you should be the best version of yourself. And whatever that means, 
you should go and discover that. You should go and find out what that means for you, what you're interested in, what you're passionate about, what aligns with you, what connects you, what do you feel the most joy doing. You're not taught that at all. You're saying, taught, we need you to know this so that you can be productive in the workplace. This is what you need to know in order for us to deem you as an intelligent person. It doesn't matter if the person has observed life and had real experience and really learned what it's like. If it's not in their books, you don't meet the criteria for intelligence. That's not to mention how many different types of intelligence there are. You may not be the best at reciting words in a textbook and regurgitating them on an exam, but you might be a fantastic artist or an engineer or good at solving puzzles or good at playing sport or whatever it is that connects you to life and gives you the most joy. You're not taught to investigate that. You're taught to throw that away and instead, if you don't meet the criteria, meet the standard of that our ideal that we give you. And if you don't align with that, if you don't, if you can't meet our expectations of you, then you're no good. Then you have failed, that we don't want you in this society. And then not only are you learning that from your education system, but maybe you go to church and you get told that you're not moral enough. If you don't reject all sin, and if you don't live this perfect altruistic life, then you're no good then you're a sinner and you deserve to be punished. And then you come home and you have parents that say that if you don't get these grades and do well in school, then you're going to fail in life, that you're not going to get a good job, you're going to be out in the street and you're never going to truly amount to anything. You have all of this stuff that's being put on you. You're a child and you're saying, oh my God, I have so much to live up to. I have to do so much. I can't put a foot wrong. Because nobody's going to want me. Society isn't going to want me. I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm not going to amount to anything. I'm not going to have any friends or family. No one's going to love me unless I do all of this stuff that people are asking me to do. That is an immense amount of pressure to put on yourself and it's put on everyone. We all feel this way. We all feel like we have to live up to what society has told us and our community has told us and our family have told us who we are to be. So from day one almost, we are trying to live up to an expectation and we're spending all of our focus trying to live up to an expectation instead of trying to understand ourselves, instead of trying to work inwards and discover who we are. We're never given that opportunity because we're already told who we're meant to be. And this is why doing this work is so important, so that we can unpick all of that teaching and start really learning to start looking inward and to start discovering, to really learn who we are and who we want to be in this world outside of who we're told we have to become, to decide for ourselves what our ideal is of ourselves, to uphold ourselves to our values instead of these values and images and expectations that we've had thrust upon us. We have to figure that out for ourselves and the only way we're going to do that now is to unpick all of those teachings, to separate and decide for us what we want to keep from those teachings, not just to disregard it all and throw the baby out with the bathwater, but to understand where we got our information from, where we get our values from, what we truly believe and you can only do that when you start to unpick those ideals. 
let yourself run free in a safe way and in a safe environment, judgment-free, and allow your mind to wander into realms that you're not comfortable with. So you can figure out why you do the things that you do and why you're not doing the things that you want to do to figure out who you really want to be and why you want to be that person. All of that has to be learned through looking inward and to a certain degree we have to begin to cut off all of the external input and begin to really just focus inwards at what we're doing, what we want from ourselves, what we expect of ourselves and why. What our justification is for doing that. Why we believe that to be the case. Because if you don't truly know why you're doing the things you're doing and you're just kind of going along with what you've been told or what you've been led to believe, you will never have a real certainty to it. You will never have that focus and clarity of purpose that someone who has discovered it themselves has got. Those people are sure of themselves, and that anxiety that exists when you're unsure comes from the fact that it's something that has been given to you, and it's not something that you earned for yourself. You didn't learn the value through experience. It's something that you're told to believe. And even if it's true, you will still doubt it because you haven't ingrained that knowledge as wisdom through experience. And that's why doing the shadow work is so important to understand who we are, to really question how our ego was formed, to decide why we are the way we are, who we are at our core. Why are we that way? How did we get here? How were we formed? To strip back all the layers and to really see who we are in our purest forms. And just like any belief, when we really probe it, when we try to convince ourselves against our own belief, all that happens is one of two things. We either no longer believe it because we've convinced ourselves otherwise, and in which case that belief wasn't really held on a solid foundation, or we solidify why we actually believe that thing. Why we believe that this is the right thing to do, or this is the right way to act. And we have this absolute certainty and clarity of why we want to uphold that value for ourselves. But it comes from self-discovery. It comes from understanding who you are and going through the process of unpicking that for yourself. Thank you for listening.